All right, so now on the line, folks, without further ado, award-winning host and basketball analyst for ESPN, Mel Greenberg Award winner. She was just the second black woman to win that award in its 30 years of existence, two-time Hall of Famer in her hometown of Alexandria, Virginia, and also a Wake Forest Demon Deacon, where she was a four-year starter for the Deeks. I mean, Stop we're bad. doing it big in Winston-Salem. You know bad. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Without further ado, Latina Robinson here to talk some women's basketball and to help us celebrate Women's History Month. How we doing, Latina? Hey, Weston Walker. I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Did you like that intro right there? Was that was that pretty good for you? <laughs> it was beautiful. You made me sound like someone important. I've accomplished something. I like it. Well, when you list all of the millions of accolades that she I hope that that was a good intro because, I mean, goodness, it's there's so many, and then you listed all of them. It's hard to make that sound bad. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Y'all made me sound better than I imagined, so I'll take it. No doubt about it. So, Latina, the, the women's basketball tournament, what are your thoughts right now? South Carolina, are they going to take this thing? Can anybody uh, challenge this group? You know, uh, Don Staley's club looks really good. It's been an awesome tournament so far. We've seen two number one speeds go down, and despite it all, South Carolina just finds a way to dominate, even in stretches of the game where um, they may look like they're in trouble. They never really are. So it's that time of year where you can never say never, right? I mean, talk to Purdue, talk to Stanford, talk to a lot of the number ones on the men's and women's sides that have gone down, but uh, the dominance of South Carolina is not just this season. You know, it goes back to them winning the national championship last year and just all the success that Dawn has had over the last few years. So she's got it going, and I think it's going to be incredibly hard for, for anyone to beat them. Now, you know, I pay attention to the women's game, and we talked about Tennessee being the dominant squad, and then UConn going to uh, maybe their 15th straight Final Four. How was Dawn Staley able to come in and take that South Carolina program and put them in the upper echelon and now be the preeminent team where everybody's looking up at them. Dom is, has built this thing from scratch, quite honestly. And to what it seems like to everyone is that Dawn just popped up on the college coaching scene at South Carolina and turned things around. But she was actually a very successful coach at Temple. And that's what I love about Dawn's story is, you know, her coaching journey started back in Philly where she's from and, um, you know, was very successful with her Temple teams, just kind of got it out the mud there. I mean, with all her accolades, I'm sure she could have started off at a Power 5 school, but um, was very diligent and intentional about building her skill and, and her and perfecting her craft as a head coach. And then when she went on to South Carolina, no one really believed she could win in Columbia. Uh, no one believed she could, you know, even have a consistently successful team, nonetheless, win championships with an S. But what Dawn did early on in her days at South Carolina was put a lot of her own money and her own resources into building marketing, into, you know, building their brand. I mean, a lot of people don't know that, that when Dawn didn't have a budget to do that, she did it out of pocket. Um, she just really always had a vision for that program. And then you guys know all it takes is, um, you know, landing a couple of big-time recruits. And when you get someone like Asia Wilson at your school where you get Aaliyah Boston, you're starting to consistently – compete with other major programs for the big recruits, you're going to be consistently 
uh, good. And who doesn't want to play for Dawn Staley? I mean, she makes coaching look cool. She makes dressing in the morning look cool. You know, she's got Champ, her, her pet dog, and she dances at practice, and she's tough on her players, and she's got, you know, WNBA pedigree coming out of that program. So she's just done an awesome job of, of making – Columbia, South Carolina, the place to be for women's basketball. And don't forget about the crowd that she built there, too. I think they're uh, averaging well over 10,000 or something crazy like that. Don't call me on that number, but it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's a lot. We can we can all understand. It's a lot. LaChina Robinson, uh, LaChina Robinson, excuse me, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You brought up Aja Wilson. I wanted to talk about her because she has a statue at Colonial Life Arena. Now, her individual stats at South Carolina, they were outrageous, averaging 20 points a game in the last season she played. She won a championship. But LaChina, if you look at Aaliyah Boston, if they get this thing done, if they win back-to-back championships, is there going to have to be another statue of a player within the last, like, five, six, seven years over there at Colonial Life Arena? Is a lot, uh, Aaliyah Boston's statue going to have to be right there next to Wilson's? I mean, Aaliyah Boston has absolutely been fantastic. And when you look at some of her individual numbers and what she's accomplished, you know, it just really blows you away. And then, you know, adding the championships and possibly two. And that could be the thing. You know, if she wins two championships, um, maybe she leaves as the most decorated player. But the significance of Asia Wilson's statue to me is a little different. Um, you know, she was there and obviously helped them build and get to that first championship, which is always very special. But then also being a South Carolina native and how she tells the story of her grandmother not being able to even walk across the campus at South Carolina due to, you know, the the, the race uh, situation there back when she was growing up. Um, you know, and now, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I didn't want to, I'm not going to do the math because my math isn't great, but I'm sure it was during segregation. And then for her to now win a championship there and have a statue, like it means a lot. It's significant, um, not just in sport and not just for Asia's family, but um, for everyone in that South Carolina community. So to me, that, that statue means even more than what you and I see it as is like, wow, Asia Wilson rate really had an impact on this program. Um, it means much more to the community and to, um, you know, how far South Carolina has come along in, in terms of their race relations. Well, and Latina, here we are talking about South Carolina a ton, right? I mean, if they win back-to-back championships, it's, it's still a huge storyline. What do you think is a storyline the media should be talking about a lot more outside of South Carolina's potential back-to-back championship run? You really got to start with, um, you know, the the number one seeds going down and the teams that beat them, uh, starting with Ole Miss and the job that Yolette McHugh McKeon has done, or McKeon McKeon, excuse me, has done there. Um, it's incredible. You know, she tells her story often about how she wasn't given a lot to work with when she got to Ole Miss and, and pretty much called them and said, listen, <laughs> I can upgrade everything you guys got going on there. And she bet on herself. You know, she's a self-proclaimed immigrant from the Bahamas who just came in and and worked incredibly hard and pulled a major upset. Like not very many people can say that they won at Stanford. Uh, Obviously, you know, the legacy of Tara Vanderveer, what she's meant to the game, what she's accomplished and to go into their home and, and beat them, upset a, a number one seed is huge. So I think we should be talking about Ole Miss for sure. But then also you look at the Miami Hurricane program and going to Indiana, taking down another number one seed and 
I think the world of Katie Meyer, she is one of the best humans I've ever met in my life. Um, and I've covered her program for many years. And she's a class act and, you know, just runs her program on a lot of toughness. You know, her, her players just have a deep belief in their ability to win games. They're physical. They're gritty. Um, you know, they hang their hats on the defensive end. Same with Ole Miss. And it just seems like that gritty defense. Is a, is a major headline for those two programs and how they've been able to push their way through number one seeds to get to the Sweet 16. LaChina, we want to talk about now just it's Women's History Month, the state of the women's game, the popularity. You talked about the crowds at South Carolina, but also Walker and I during the break were talking about uh, Sabrina Ionescu's upcoming sneaker that's coming out and how dope it is. And I actually have a pair of Asia Boston sneakers, and we know that Della Don has sneakers. What do, what do you think about the women's game, the popularity that it's been gaining, and, and, and just where it's at today? Yeah, so I um, wait a minute. Who was the second shoe you said? I'm running it back. I okay. have uh, I have Asia Boston shoe because she had a version of the um oh I forgot what they call but it was uh she has a version of a Nike shoe that was already being made but she had her own pair. Sabrina Ionescu uh, has a oh, shoe, okay, and on. then okay. Della Asia Don Wilson has a shoe. Yeah. Asia Wilson, yeah. Sorry, Asia Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure I was clear on what you were asking. So, you know. Quite honestly, we don't have enough signature shoes. Like, there are a lot of players that have their own PEs, you know, their, their uh-huh. versions of other shoes. And But uh, we need more signature shoes. I feel like we had some back in the day. Um, and I'm not the sneakerhead, so I don't follow this as closely as some people. But I know that I played in a pair of Lisa Leslie's my entire college career. Like, every college that was a Nike school was getting signature Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, shoes when we were playing in college i don't know what's happened to that and why we backtrack in that way but i'm happy to see sabrina and and you know everyone else that's that's getting shoes but we're far from where we need to be um you mentioned asia wilson she should have her own shoe i mean come on what she's accomplished so far in her career i know stewie has one um with puma which is great but we've got a long way to go and you know, the metrics are showing that people are spending money and they're watching women's basketball, right? So when you look at, um, you know, merchandise sales, viewership, all the numbers are, are telling the story of a sport that is growing exponentially. Um, and so why not give them the product? Why not make the product that they want available? Make sure these jerseys are in stores. Make sure they're, you know, they're getting their signature shoes. So, uh, we've got a ways to go. Happy to see some progress, but come on now. We can do better. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow her at Latina Robinson on Twitter. Now, Latina, your Rising Media Stars uh, initiative, you just dropped some major news saying that you are uh, official partners with NBC Sports and on her turf. And uh, the Rising Media Stars is a program help to help women of color gain positions uh, in sports uh, broadcasting. So that big news alert and those partners that you got, talk a little bit about that and how much you love to help uh, young women of color get into this business. Yeah, thank you for asking that question. You know, it's it's super important to me, uh, first of all, to bring more diversity to sports broadcasting. I heard a figure today and, you know, haven't double-checked it. I don't know how accurate it is, but that 1% of all sports reporters are are black women. And that is embarrassing. 
for a number of reasons. Number one, just women in general don't get enough opportunities in sports broadcasting in general. I think 11% of all sports reporters are women. And so we need to start sending the message that women matter, that black women matter, that they, they love sport and couldn't cover sport just as well as anyone else. And I'm trying to do my part. You know, Rising Media Stars is a nonprofit that is, its mission is to help diversify sports broadcasting, as I mentioned, but to basically help women of color transition into the field, into the industry, providing them with resources, education, in the field experience, networking, whatever it is they need um, to help to prepare them or propel them in sports broadcasting. And so we take five women every year and, you know, we, we take them through our program. We have a partnership with our local teams here, the Dream, United, the Hawks, and the Falcons. And they get to go and cover those, those games as they were on a television network. And um, after we get done working with them for a year, we give them a reel of their work where they can go out and, and get a job. And, and hopefully they're better at that point. But the partnership with NBC is really important to us because it's our first major partnership. And NBC is, is basically going to not only help to provide those resources needed to grow these young women, but our program starts to serve as a talent pipeline where our women will have the opportunity to, to earn, um, you know, spots on an NBC broadcast or a, a digital event. Um, they'll have access to NBC events where they can continue to either shadow and learn from folks on the job. And so it's a huge partnership for us. And I'm so grateful to NBC. I, I work for them as a host during the Olympics. And we just we have a shared mission um, around the importance of diversity, around mentoring, and I'm I'm just so glad that they saw the value in our program and in our investing in our women. No doubt about it. And Latina, before we get you out of here, rapid fire NCAA champion is it going to be South Carolina and WNBA? Are the Aces going to be just unbeatable with Candace Parker now? So the Gamecocks. Yes, I believe are going to win. They, I have them in my bracket winning the, the national championship. Vegas, eh, I'm going to say, while I do believe that Las Vegas and New York are the favorites, the games have to play out, right? Uh, the WNBA is so competitive. I love it. It's going to be a fun summer. Um, and on paper, absolutely, Vegas is, is the favorite. Uh, but you still got to win the games in between the lines. And we've got great coaches and awesome players in the league. Um, Kansas Park, you're going to Vegas is kind of mind blowing when you think about them coming off of a championship run. But I'm looking forward to the summer, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great one. That's Lachina Robinson, folks. You can follow her at Lachina Robinson on Twitter. And another great Demon Deke, Lachina, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, and go Deke.